And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry. Hear that local shouting, it's Dana and Jay. It's Dana and Jay. All right, welcome to the latest edition to Hear That Podcast Growling. Partner Junior and Jay Morrison of The Athletic. Here with you on the walkout into the wee hours now into Monday morning on a night where here at Paycor Stadium, the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens 24 to 17 in the wild card round of the playoffs to advance to play at Buffalo next weekend. It was a night where there are a lot of things, Jay, that we could talk about from this game. Yes. We could, there's a lot of different directions you could go. You could talk about, man, the, the offense couldn't quite finish at the end of the game. You had some amazing plays from Jamar Chase, from Joe Burrow, from this Bengals defense, a, a Hail Mary that went into someone's hands and almost was caught at the end of the game. You had a team overcoming all kind of obstacles. I mean, Snoop Huntley, a quarterback making plays. We're not though. No. In, 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 days, in a year, in 20 years, people will only talk about one thing from the Bengals' wild card win against the Baltimore Ravens, and that is Sam Hubbard's 98-yard fumble return for a touchdown that was the game-winning go-ahead touchdown in the 24-17 victory for the Bengals. An unbelievable Unforgettable moment. Longest fumble return in NFL history. It's not just you, Bengal fans. I think a lot of just casual NFL fans that watch us are good. This is going to be the Sam Hubbard game. This is what this one's going to be known for. It's the the one play that everyone is going to say. I know where I was when I saw that happen. It was just is it, it was unbelievable and for it to be a Cincinnati native and. I'm still kind of racking my brain here thinking, what are we going to call this play? It has to have a name. Yeah, it needs a name. And, and maybe you guys can help us with that because it's early. It's late slash early for us. Um, so maybe you guys can hit us up on Twitter or reach out an email. Let us know what that play should be called because it deserves some sort of title. It, yeah, it needs it needs something. I'm sure you guys will come. I'm sure something will surface. Here's a, a few a few uh, next gens on mm-hmm. uh, on this, which is unbelievable. Sam Hubbard actually ran 123 yards uh, on that play. He topped out at 17.4 miles per hour. Now he, I asked him about that. He said, you know, when they do stuff in training camp and they check the chips to see how fast they were going defensive line, they, they love to try to hit that tip that 18. So he'll take a 17.4 at the end of a long drive where they also were in the middle of trying to make a goal line stand on that. Um, and he actually was 0.6. 
yards from the goal line. So two feet short, Snoop Huntley's ball ended up being from crossing the goal line. So actually not really close when Logan Wilson and part Jermaine Pratt were both there. Wilson knocking it out into the hands of Sam Hubbard, who was going the, the other way. Here's the big one, though. And this is kind of the thing about this game and this play is – you know, via the – this is the win probability, okay? The win probability stat. The Bengals bef- on the play before that were 34.1% to win. After that play, they were 83.2% to win. A 49% win probability flip. Jay, we sit here and we'll go through the minutia of like fourth down decisions and it's like, oh, 3%. Yeah. Okay. Major error if you didn't take that three. 49%. And a game changer in every sense of the word and unbelievable to see it play out. I, it's still, it's still shocking to even believe that it happened. And they needed all point one of that 49.1% because <laughs> they did not do much after that play. I don't think that. Well, no, they did not have a first down after that play. They get, they kept giving Baltimore chances, and that was that was a remark. I mean, it was a fourteen point swing, and I, I kept thinking, oh, they're going to show the replay, and the, because it's it's like the touchdown early, the ball just barely has to cross the plane. It's a touchdown. I just assumed he had gotten it over, but he did not. Two feet away from it, uh, per the chip in the ball that you were referencing with those next gen stats. Just an amazing play by Logan Wilson to to knock it out and and Sam Hubbard to finish it off. And I would imagine that 17.4 mile per hour was hit somewhere around the 30 yard line because he was slowing down once he crossed midfield and it was a chug. He had an escort and they had to knock Mark Andrews off. Um, I, I just, I, I would have loved to, and I, I the, the great video the Enquirer did of the, them going to the Super Bowl. I imagine there's probably videos from bars around somewhere <laughs> of what the reaction was when that play happened. Yeah. Cause it had to be pandemonium. Yeah. I mean, and then you get, you know, Hubbard talking about he was running and looking up at the video board to see. And he's like, I just saw somebody. And I was like, he's coming. Get a block. He's yelling. He's coming. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, Marcus Bailey said, you know, there's I know people are saying it might have been a block in the back. But I, I don't think I barely touched him. He just yeah. fell. I tried to get him on the side. But he, did, he instantly did the he admitted he did the, the hands up yeah. basketball. He's like, you know, I'm, for special teams, you do stuff like that all the time. Uh, but so. It was, you know, unbelievable. He was able to make it down there, had the convoy. Mark Andrews was, was hauling, you're right. And, uh, but still was able to get it home. The, the other thing about that play is, Jay, it's not just Hubbard picking the ball up and going 98 the other direction. It's the plays that led to that, that even gave them yeah. the opportunity to make that play. You know, it's Jesse Bates chasing down Snoop Huntley as he looks to be on a beeline for what seems like it's going to be a long touchdown run, but is able to knock him out of bounds just short Mm -hmm. of the goal line. It's the first down play, Cam Sample. Yeah. Gets a finger on the, barely gets a finger on the ball. You can just barely see the trajectory of the ball change. Patrick Ricard, the fullback, was open in the flat and the ball fell short of him. I don't know. How much of Cam Sample's fingertip caused that ball not to get there? But I mean, that it it had to have slowed it down some. And then on second down, uh, Von Bell uh, got in there with Jermaine Pratt, and the the Ravens 
4.4 yards per rush, 155 yards. They hand Gus, they slam Gus Edwards up in there and you think for sure that's going to be a touchdown. They stone him short at the one and a half yard line. And then the next play, they, they punch the ball out and, and change maybe the course of destiny for this team. Yeah. You never know because this isn't the ultimate survive in advance. And we'll talk about the Bengals are playing Sunday at three in Orchard Park, yep. uh, against the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City and Jacksonville. Uh, in the 4.30 Saturday game. Uh, so they'll know when they take the field against Buffalo whether they potentially could be coming back to pay court to host Jacksonville uh, if the Jaguars pull the upset over Kansas City. Otherwise, if Kansas City wins, that would mean the winner of Bills-Bengals. Well, if the Bengals won, they would go to Arrowhead. If the Bills won, they would go to Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, but either way, at that point, you'll you'll know when you take the field. The Bills didn't look great today either. I mean, they needed everything they could get to beat Skyler Thompson and whatever was going on with Mike McDaniel's inability to get plays in on time. And so the the Bills kind of have had, and that's two weeks in a row for them. I mean, they needed two kickoff returns for touchdowns yeah. to survive a Week 18 win that they needed to get. So it's not like you know teams are out here outside of maybe the Niners. This whole weekend looked like this. Every game, you were up 27. It didn't matter. You know, you had the Kirk Cousins at the end and against the Giants. They had to, it was one stop at the end. You get the, you know, everything that happened throughout the course of this weekend. These games look like this. Playoff football looks like this. You find a way and you, you move on because the Bengals now move on and they've got stuff to talk about. I mean, they've got issues that they need to work through. And figure out where they're at. And we can, you know, we can talk about some of the, the good and the bad that comes out of the rest of this game besides this one play. And, you know, you have to start in the offensive line, you know, who, who went remarkably 15 consecutive weeks without a single injury amongst the starters. And now in three full games since they've lost one starter in every single game. They lost Lyle Collins for the year with an ACL. They lost Alex Kappa with what we believe will be for the playoffs with the ankle. And they see Jonah Williams go out tonight with a knee. We don't know the extent of it. Saw him on a crutch in the locker room, but didn't look good at all, him coming off the field. So again, we'll see how that plays out, but certainly didn't look good, Jonah Williams. And so you have Jackson Carmen coming in playing left tackle. <laughs> You know, I mean, Jackson Carmen, who hasn't played a snap of left tackle as a professional, did it for a couple of years at Clemson, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's what he came in. They moved in the guard here, but now back out the tackle as the swing tackle in this game. You've got Jackson Carmen, Volson, a rookie, Ted Karras, Max Sharping, and Hakeem Adeniji out there trying to protect Joe Burrow. And credit to him. You know, the first drive after halftime, maybe one of their best drives, maybe the best drive of the game, 12 plays, 83 yards, had time, had pockets, was able to uh, hit Jamar Chase down the field, Hayden Hurst for the what was nearly the touchdown before they snuck it in. And, you know, they were holding up, but that is what that looks like going forward for full games. You just feel like you're right back where you were last year. Yeah, and, I mean, everyone will rest their hat on the fact that that Burrow took them to the Super Bowl last year, uh, even running for his life with with all the pressure that, that that line gave up last year. But it's it's not sustainable, and it is a, it is a concern. Um, well, we don't know about Jonah Williams yet, but they ruled him out awfully quick after he left. That that's never a good sign. And um, you know, I thought Sharping played pretty well, and I, I definitely think Jackson Carmen played well. But it's it's one thing to come in, the adrenaline's pumping, and in 
it's another thing to, to game plan for an entire week and have the opponent game plan for you and your weaknesses for an entire week. Um, I, I think it's good. It's going to be interesting to see what they do against that Buffalo defense because it, Baltimore is a great defense, but, but so does Buffalo and Buffalo has a, a very, very good defensive line. And you, you just wonder if, if this, divisional game is going to look like last year's divisional game mm. with the nine sacks oh yeah uh don't remind don't remind me <laughs> fans of that all right let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct tv satellite free hey frank a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get direct tv what's little birdie was it jimmy the sparrow it's a figure of speech point is you can stream direct tv over the internet now oh sure next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people right <laughs> you mean airplanes stream direct tv without a satellite dish call 1-800-DIRECT-TV terms or restrictions apply Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The other thing is, you know, this is kind of, they kind of probably go hand in hand was, you know, not being able to finish is something that we've talked about. You know, we've gone about a month now where we've seen this kind of, the the Bengals offense had multiple opportunities to salt this one away. You know, three drives really, which which also helped out by roughing the the punter uh, penalty that, that gave them new life. And they were never able to get another first down. They were never able to get anything going. They had a holding penalty. Carmen and Chirping got beat for a sack. I mean, you, you just, you, you had these things happen and they were never able to get, you know, that time off the clock where they can just finish people. And, you know, Chase talked about, you know, not putting their, your foot on their throats and, and, and not finishing the way that you want to. You still get the win. Um, but it, it, it certainly wasn't clean. Now, I give credit. I, this was exactly the game that we said it was going to be. Um, in that, this was going to be Baltimore giving them everything they can handle. A division team, one that's as physical and salty as they are defensively, 
weapon, enough weapons offensively to muster something. And, you know, Snoop Huntley, we'll talk about the play and the fumble and, you know, he, John Harbaugh saying that that wasn't the play to stick the f- ball up in the air like that. It's a shame that that will be what people talk about because I thought he played a whale of a game, uh, and, and made some really nice throws. Um, and so this, that's just what this was going to be. This Baltimore team was going to make it really hard. Their defense is really good. I, I would say it's the best defense they'll face. They're, I think they're better than the Bills. I think it's the best defense they'll face all playoffs, certainly in the AFC and maybe better than San Francisco. You could have that conversation. So, um, that's certainly part of it. So you're not necessarily nitpicking that part, but it is a trend that we've seen across multiple weeks that you know, at some point you gotta, you gotta finish it the right way or the bills will be the one to put you away. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's two ways to finish and there's the one where you're trailing and they've, they've proven they can do that to make the comeback and, and finish strong that way when they have to, but they have, been lacking when it comes to having the lead and, and burying teams and the the, the, foot, the foot on the throat that is a concern but again this was this was a great Ravens defense that not just all the, the reasons you mentioned for the talent they have divisional all that but playing them two weeks in a row that I mean that part is really tough and yeah the that's you have to if you're if they're going to make another run to the Super Bowl they've got to get that sorted out because it, you, you've got to be able to take a lead on a team and finish them if they they came from behind against Tennessee they they did it against the the Chiefs last year in the playoffs this one was different they got out to the nine nothing lead they've got to figure out a way and whether it's running the ball or Burrow throwing it or the line holding up it just nothing click there after that long touchdown drive to go up 17 10 not another first down after that other than the roughing the punter yeah still not a ton happening in the run game you know 11 for 39 for joe yeah. mixon three and a half he had one rush for 11 but really not you know they, they kind of were were bottling up everything the long play of the game wasn't that was a 19 yarder uh to chase chase by the way uh I asked him if he had any history with Marcus Peters, why that was clearly so chippy between these. Man, I got nothing to say about that guy. Nothing to say about Marcus Peters. Oh, 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 we get it. Okay. Get it. Yeah. No, no love lost uh, there, clearly. Um, meanwhile, Bengals defense, like we said, does keep making the plays. And But we, we did see some uncharacteristic busts in this game. You know, the Eli Apple play to Marcus Robinson, um, the, the long run by Huntley right before this, the fumble was knocked out. Mark Andrews had a couple of big plays where it seemed one was a great catch over Jesse Bates, another one where he's just kind of wide open. Um, so some of the uncharacteristic stuff, you know, 155 yards on the ground uh, for the Ravens, um, they are able to hold them to 17 points, but that's a Ravens team where that's the first time they've scored more than one touchdown since in a game on offense since Lamar went out. Uh, so there's stuff going on there, but they did continue to find ways to make and shut it down in the fourth quarter when the offense had to keep put, kept putting it into their, uh, their court. Yeah. And one of the, they had a lot of success running the ball wide and that hit, Trey Hendrickson didn't play a lot. He was only in, it was kind of like last week. They, they used him sparingly and that was surprising because this defense has been so good against the run and they 155, 4.4. Um, the Ravens really did have their way. I don't think you have to, I don't want to say Buffalo doesn't have a, a running game. They've got two backs that can beat you, but this is just such a unique offense and a, a really good offensive line, good running backs. Snoop 
a good, could run the ball. He's not Lamar, but he can run the ball well. And they did. They, it wasn't a typical Bengals defense performance yet. They get a touchdown again. They hold them to 17 points. If you can force turnovers and hold the opponent to 17 points, you'll take that every postseason game. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's what win, wins games and, and they keep finding ways to do it. Um, you know, the, the game balls tradition is back. <laughs> uh, Zach Taylor out at the blind pig and kitties and, uh, the crowd was clearly had been out drinking for a long time. They were into it. I can't imagine you're, you're at the bar. Here comes the head coach with the game ball on the microphone telling everybody you're the best fans in the world and the place going bananas. Uh, looked like a fun scene, a fun tradition that is, uh, continuing to live on here in Cincinnati after these playoff wins. I wonder, I mean, is there inside information? Do people try to figure out where they're going to go? I can just imagine people are in a bar celebrating, just staring at the door, waiting to see if Zach or one of the players is going to walk through. This made sense. They just went right across the street. This was a late game. Um, Zach even said he wasn't even sure what time the bars were open uh, until around here. So he went to a couple close ones. If they're able to pull one off in Buffalo, they will be back at a much earlier hour and it could be anywhere that they show up that time. Yeah, it could be. Um, so the, let's see, we had the, I gotta, I gotta say this. So I open up my email, uh, on my way up the elevator and it's, it is an email and it just says, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know what this is about. It just says pants shitting update. <laughs> and it just said, and then I open it up and it all caps, the streak continues, exclamation point. For those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a long time, uh, you know about the streak that this was spoken about over recent weeks. Uh, so I look forward to more details on that, I think. I don't know. I'm not sure if I do or not, but either way, uh, that and, uh, the photo of Sam Hubbard with the oxygen on his mouth and flexing is just outstanding viral. I think that is definitely going to end up in a lot. It's definitely going to end up in the Hubbard household. We know that much. Yeah, maybe a lot of your households too. I imagine a lot of people are going to screen, right-click that and save it and frame it and make <laughs> it their wallpaper on their phone. All that good stuff. Yeah, an, a, an incredible night. You know, again, a lot of stuff to break down. A lot of things that went well uh, for the Bengals. They were good enough to win. That's what these playoffs are all about and who knows maybe we're talking about that play uh by sam hubbard being one that ends up being the beginning of a special run and you look back and think man none of that could have happened uh if it wasn't for that one crazy play at the goal line um you know maybe that's what it is but it happens all the time it takes luck to make the runs you you need luck to make long runs in the playoffs you need a play here you need a bounce there you need jaquiski tart to drop an interception like you did in the rams san francisco 49ers championship game yep. last year you know you you need a bounce off of a pass breakup to go your way in tennessee that is that's what every playoff run looks like and the Bengals uh certainly got one tonight the interesting thing was you know coming off you could sense a sense of um Almost the exhale instead of the exhilaration, you know, that well, just we didn't do everything right that we wanted to do. We thought we were going to blow this team out. What a relief to win this game. It really felt like a lot of relief from everybody in the locker room tonight more than, you know, a, a jubilation. 
Yeah. I, 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 there was one cigar. I don't know who was smoking it, but Zach Carter, when I was talking to him, pointed out, I was like, oh, that smells good, but nobody, he didn't know who had it. When I went down early and when they were coming off the field, a lot of times after a win, even a regular season win, there's some hooting and hollering and um, some hoodays, and uh, they are really fired up. Anytime it's hard to win in this league, and anytime they do, they, they celebrate. And that was not the case today. There was a lot of head shaking and deep exhales, and you could tell they knew they had been in a fight, and they knew they may have stolen one, and they knew – they have to get a whole lot better to go to Buffalo and win. But it, there was still, it, it, I mean, Tyler Boyd said it. He, he said, you can write this down. We, we advanced. We moved on. That, I mean, that's what it comes down to. It doesn't have to be pretty. doesn't have to be even, uh, what, what I want to say, all skill. You'll take a little bit of luck, the, the bounce of the, the ball from Huntley's hands into Hubbard's and then 98 yards later a touchdown. Just win the game, just move on. But you, it was a different feel as those guys were streaming off the field. Yeah, B.J. Hill told me, he said, you know what I'm doing? Going home. I'm tired. <laughs> and it, because it was a war, you know, it was just an absolute, that, but that's what this game was going to be. You know, yeah. finding a way to beat Baltimore is finding a way to come out of the muck. They're going to drag you in it. They did drag them in it. They played the first half exactly the way they wanted to. They slowed the game down. They only had three possessions. One of them, they forced a turnover. Like that beating Baltimore is, is a battle against pulling yourself somehow out of the mud that they will pull you down into. And the Bengals found a way out of the mud. They found a way. That's the thing about this team. It has been the thing about this team last year and all throughout this now nine game win streak. They seem to find a way to get to where they need to get to. And they did it again tonight with a little help from 98 yards of Sam Hubbard huffing and puffing the whole way. All right, that wraps us up. We will have plenty more coming to you, of course. Bill's week. Uh, we've got the walkout from Orchard Park next week. And uh, all your podcasts, everything you expect. Keep it locked to The Athletic. Keep it locked to hear that podcast ground. And we will keep you rolling. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.